through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Have you talked to your children about sex yet? Have you talked to your teenager about oral sex? <laughs> oral sex? Have you talked to your uh, teenagers about masturbation? You have? No, I can tell you haven't. You can't even say the word, so you know you can't even. Okay, here's one for you. Have you talked to them about vibrators? I like that. What? Vibrators? Lady in blue, what? I don't think so. No, I haven't. Well, if not, you could be making a big mistake. So says Dr. Laura Berman. She's a sex therapist and author of Real Sex for Real Women. And she says, if you think that you know what's going on in your kid's life when it comes to sex, and would most of you say you do or don't? You don't. You know you don't. Well, you're right. You don't. Take a look <laughs> at what a group of seventh and eighth graders told her. Do your parents get what's really going on with kids your age? No. 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 I think they have an idea. I just think they don't want to believe it. Yeah. 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 Raise your hands if you've texted boys. <laughs> Raise your hands if you've ever been sexted. Boys have tried. People will send, like, pictures of themselves, like, completely naked to someone they don't even know. And these are kids your age? Yeah. This guy that was texting this girl, and he said that he'll send a picture of his penis if she p sends a picture of her boobs to him. So she really liked him, so she took a picture of her boobs and sent it to him. And then it gets sent around to everybody. How important is a boyfriend to kids your age or to girls your age? It's very yeah. important. Yeah. 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 It's also like a social status thing. And it's just like how far you go with your boyfriend. And what is going on sexually with the boyfriends? A lot of the time, boys won't even go out with a girl if they're considered prude. They don't even really care about you. They just want to know how far they can get with you. They will probably go as far as they can to just keep the guy. All the way to having sex? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what's first base? Kiss. Kiss. Mm -hmm. And making out kisses like up to bat. My school. Oh, kisses up to bat. And yeah. what's the difference between kissing and making out? Making out with your tongue. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's second base? Feeling out. Feeling out. And then what's third base? Or oral. Oral sex. Yeah. And other stuff. So manual stimulation and oral sex is third base? Yeah. yeah. And they're all pretty much equal? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Much, yeah. And then, home. um, and home then home run, run. All the way. That's intercourse. Yep. So many girls have had oral sex and it's like not a big deal. 
I was talking to my friends and then one of them said apparently the new goodbye kiss was oral sex. Most girls think if they can't get pregnant, then it's not a big deal. So they're, they're just like, oh, it's, it's nothing because you can't get pregnant. What is there to be worried about? This one girl, she had oral sex with a guy in her school bathroom. And then the same day, she took another guy into the bathroom and, had, and gave him oral sex again. Like just in the same In the same song. day. Like, it's just like doing this to see how far I can get to boost my popularity. It's not intimate anymore. So the girls' mothers are here today. Are any of you surprised by what your daughter said? You are? Yes. Yeah, what are you surprised by? I just, I'm talking about oral sex so easily. They haven't even had a kiss yet, but they know all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you're surprised about that. Yeah, we shouldn't be surprised, right? Because oral be sex seems to be, it's very common in middle school. This is one of the things that is so surprising to parents, that oral sex really is like, you know, second to third base. It's, it's for, for many of the parents, that was like happened after intercourse. It was that much more intimate. In today's youth, it For many really of the parents, isn't. it happened years yeah, after intercourse. Yeah, years <laughs> after intercourse. That's, that's not the case anymore. And the other thing is that parents think that just because my daughter doesn't have a boyfriend yet or isn't kiss, hasn't kissed anyone to my knowledge yet, that she can't possibly know about any, any of this. She's not ready for this information. It's too early. And if there's anything else that you get out of today's show, it's that, that it's not too early, that you want to start these conversations early with your kids before they find themselves in the circumstances where they're having to make those healthy sexual decisions. And you're making those healthy sexual decisions by middle school now. Absolutely. By middle school, they are being put in situations like being sexted. And what I thought was so interesting is you heard them say that she really likes the boy. There's all this pressure on girls in particular. And it's not that the boys aren't under pressure, too, because they are. But the girls are under pressure because if they really like the boy, he is expecting as much as he can get. I mean, to these girls, not that they're doing it, moms, but to them and their social circles, oral sex is no big deal. You know, it's not a, so there's a wealth of girls out there who will provide oral sex. Look, this young man shaking his head. Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I feel that it's, it's so easy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's so easy to, to get to certain, I mean, with certain girls, it's, you, it goes around high school, you know which girls do what. Right. I mean, it's, it's easy to get to second, third, even fourth base, I know people that didn't even go out with girls and they one night stand in a sense. So, and the sexting thing is very popular. With and, and the other thing to keep the in mind. Sexting is very popular. Sexting is very popular. The, recent, the most recent surveys are 20% of kids are sexting, which means not only sending sexy messages like, would you make out with me? Would you have oral sex with me? Would you have sex with me, and if it's a boy she likes, if she doesn't say yes to each of those, he'll cut off contact with her. So she'll say yes just to keep the contact going. But also sending nude pictures of yourself. And the other thing that kids don't realize is that that's child porn. You can, it's illegal. So they can be accused and, you know, under charges of child pornography, even if they're send, sending naked pictures of themselves, much less receiving naked pictures. Not to mention that they're doing it on the internet. And these are things that colleges look for. You know, they, they Google the kids who they're looking at on their college applications or your future employers can look up. And those pictures are there for time and memorial. They never go away. And I don't think that kids really, or parents necessarily understand that piece either. Well, we recently joined forces with Seventeen and O magazines for a groundbreaking new sex study that surveyed moms and girls ages 15 to 22.
too. The results, very revealing. And the bottom line is, parents, y'all are not talking enough to your kids about sex. Gail King, who's editor-at-large for O, is Skyping in. Uh, Gail, what did you find most revealing about the results? I know, Oprah, I'm sitting here listening. My mouth is open, and all of a sudden, I feel very, very old. <laughs> what is so fascinating to me is 90% of the mothers, our readers, thought that they had had the conversation with their daughters about sex. Just when you ask the audience, I would have raised my hand, too. Yes, I had the conversation. And then when you talk to the daughters, you'll find out, well, no, you didn't really quite have the conversation. I think many mothers are afraid to have it because they think if they talk about it, it is in some way condoning it or it's an implicit approval of doing it. And, and what you realize is that the more information, it's like you always say, knowledge is power. And the more information these girls have, especially for their mother, it influences their decisions. Well, the, they're, uh, smarter, they're smarter and they behave in a more responsible way. Okay. If they have the information. The editor-in-chief of Seventeen, Anne Chalquette, is also here. Uh, what stood out for you in this survey, Anne? You know, it's, a, it's clear that these girls are doing very advanced sexual things, very advanced physical things, and yet what they really want their mothers to talk about is the emotional side. They want their mothers to talk to them about how do I know if this boy is just using me? How do I know if I'm ready for it? That's the part where mothers play a huge role that the internet or their friends just can't do. Okay. Well, the 17 and O magazine surveys uh, says that 78% of mothers think that, 78% think that their daughters feel comfortable talking to them about sex, but only 39% of daughters said they actually do. And here is why. How many of you feel like you can talk to your parents? I feel like I can, but I don't talk. Yeah. It's so yeah. much yeah. easier yeah. to talk to your friends. Because your friends ever your friends know everything when they tell you. Like I've never had a sex talk with my mom, but I hear it from like my friends. Maybe if they talk to us younger, maybe, like if they were just always open with us about things. You mean from an earlier age? Yeah. If they had talked to you mm -hmm. about stuff. Yeah. And then like their reaction, like like, you say something that happened at school, and they'll be like, oh my gosh, and it's like, I'm not gonna tell you anymore because you're gonna make a big deal out of that. So you're saying in order to feel comfortable to talking to your parents, you need to feel like they're not gonna freak out and get angry at you? Yeah, especially not freaking out. I think that's a big one. Yeah, and because, being open-minded. Like, the second, if you say a sentence, the first thing you say, then they're like, you're grounded. So that's you don't wanna get in trouble if you tell them about yeah. what you're hearing and thinking or maybe even doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is so true. You know, listen, I didn't, obviously, I never had children, but I've lived with Gail and her kids. And, uh, Gail, I've known you have to, had to play that line over many issues because when you have that, oh, my God, what do you mean, reaction, <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought by saying to Kirby, look, just say no in high school and wait till you get to college, and when you do, please make sure it's with someone that you care about. I really thought that was a pretty good talk. I did not have the nuts and bolts conversation. And when I hear the, the girl on the video saying if they had started talking to us earlier, yep. start talking earlier than seventh and eighth grade? Yes. Uh, that, to me is, uh, that to me is very surprising. I wouldn't dream of having a conversation earlier than seventh and eighth grade 
about having sex. But what we're talking about, and I think what the girls were talking about in this video piece, is that they want a sense from a very early age, not so much about the nuts and bolts about sex, but that it's okay to ask questions about their body, to ask questions about the words and the terms and the things they're hearing about at school, to ask questions about what they're seeing in the media, and to get a sense from their parent that it's okay to ask me questions, I may not have all the answers, I may not know exactly what to say, but I'm not going to judge you. You're not going to get in trouble. I love you. I'm here for you. There's no question off limit. Well, this is the one thing I got from reading our survey is that, you know, m years ago we did uh, an article, and Gail, I think you were part of this, where we talked about how to talk to your children about your deceased parents. And one of the yeah. things that was brought up in that article is that you don't just sit down and have one conversation about Granny. You, you, that it's integrated into your life. This is right. what Granny used to love to make this meal. Right. Granny used to love to go to this place. Granny, so that it's integrated as a part of your regular life. So that it's not one, easy for me to say, who only has puppies, but <laughs> it's not one big, you know, let's have no. the talk no. about sex, but it's integrated it's all into the way your through. whole it's life. An it's an ongoing been... conversation. It's yes. an ongoing conversation, and if you wait to have that one big talk until they're 13, 14, it's often too late. They can't, you want to set the seeds early, not only for your connection to them and you being a safe place to go for information, but really giving them the core pieces of information about body image, feeling good about their bodies, feeling good about their genitals, feeling good about their sexual function, feeling empowered about who they are as people and as sexual beings. And then that makes the path so much easier when they're in their teen years. All right. Well, Amy from Tennessee explains to Dr. Berman why she's sick to her stomach about having the talk with her 10-year-old daughter, Jordan. So how long has Jordan been asking you to have the talk? For the last, this is terrible, um, the last six months, probably one to two times a week, she'll ask me, when are we going to have the talk, Mom? So of course, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to say? I, I'm scared to death. And what are you scared of? I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing. Meaning what? Um, Something that's going to scare her or confuse her. It's so hard for me to look into my 10-year-old's eyes. It feels like a year ago, we were celebrating her one-year birthday. Mm -hmm. It goes so fast. And to sit and talk about such a, a big girl conversation blows me away about how, how precious and how fast time goes by. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't ever want to let my daughter down. That's my biggest thing. I don't ever want her to lie. I don't want her to ever think she can't talk to me. <laughs> I think you're just putting so much pressure on yourself. Right. So what's happened now is that Jordan's been asking you and asking you, and there's this whole era of secrecy around it. And so the secrecy can be more damaging than just telling it like it is. And, and that that's this is the something thing I'm afraid of. Right. I don't want her to think it's something dirty. Right. So you're going to do it, OK? We're going to talk about the boys and girls' bodies, the mechanics of making a baby, getting to know her genitals. I'm going to be sitting nearby, ready to hold your hand and jump in and help okay. you at any time, OK? <laughs> okay. So one of the things that you're going to be talking to her about is the idea of masturbation. OK. Like, it, I don't tell her that now, right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I just felt my stomach do a. A flip-flop? Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna need your help with. Okay. <laughs> to well, guide me that way. <laughs> yeah, and we can talk about how to how to bring it up. I mean, we're gonna show her a picture of her vulva mm -hmm. in this area. This is your clitoris, mm -hmm. and it has lots of sensation. So some girls find that it feels good to touch themselves there, and that's totally normal. Okay. Okay. So making her comfortable with her body all the way around. Okay. Okay. And what word am I using? What word do you want to use? I, I don't think I can say masturbation <laughs> with my 10-year-old yet. That's I fine. Don't, I don't even think I say that to my girlfriend, so I don't think so. Okay, that's fine. Right. Eventually, it'd be okay. good to give it a name. Okay, yes, It deserves exactly. a name, don't you think? Well, yeah, oh, it does. I mean, <laughs> hallelujah, yes, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. I think that's so great. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm laughing at you, Gail, because listen, as a full-grown adult, have you ever even used the word masturbation? <laughs> at 10 years old, at 10 years old, I, I'm, I'm with the mother. We need to come up with another word. I don't think... <laughs> Thank you. Well, we, we agree. I, I am with you. Yeah, I'm with you. We agreed not even to give it a term. We, you know, we just talked about... Mm -hmm. Because that's... But, really okay, the point here yourself. is, everybody, the point here is you are having the conversation about allowing your 10-year-old to feel comfortable with their body, that it's okay to touch yourself, And right? just so you know, they do. I mean, babies touch themselves and explore themselves in the womb. And anyone who ha is a mother of a son, you know that they, I mean, they tend to discover it earlier <laughs> than girls. But they're, you know, it's about soothing, it's about pleasure. It's not about sexual arousal and the sexual connotations that we put on it. It's just about normalizing it for them and setting the seeds. Little baby realizes part. when he plays with his Yeah, oh, this feels good. This Let, feels me, do good. This Let me do this some more. Let me do this some more. That's yeah. fine. My mom got me a book and the, the title was Growing Up. My mom said each chapter I get to, I should ask her if it's okay and she would check it. Well, I got to sex sexuality and she closed it out because she said it wasn't for kids. And then ever since then, she said, I will have a talk with you as soon as possible. Well, it's been eight months. It's kind of annoying because I'm like, when are we going to have a talk? She said, I don't know. She says that every time, and I get kind of frustrated. And I hope I learn about adult stuff that I need to learn. Because if I don't know when I'm older, it's going to be embarrassing. So that's Jordan, 10 years old, and she's now joining us. And after eight frustrating months of begging her mom to please have the talk about sex, Jordan finally gets the chance to ask anything she wants. So if you're a mother and you haven't had the talk yet, watch this. Jordan, what questions do you have for your mom? One thing is, what is sex? That's like my biggest question ever. I've been really curious. Do you have any ideas of what sex is? Not mm. really. No, I just, the, it's not like I have the confidence to think about that, but I want my mom to have the confidence to talk to me about that. Okay. And why do you think she hasn't? I can see it being kind of hard. I think she wants to hear my questions, but she just doesn't know how to answer them. That's a good thing for you to think. I think that's mm -hmm. the truth. If there's any kind of a question, you come and you can ask mom. Um, you know, even daddy. If I wanted to talk to you about sex uh, and you were gone, see, I would keep it to myself. I would not want to talk to my dad. <laughs> no, that's kind of embarrassing. Well, it's harder, because he's not a girl. No, so. I'm used to girls because it's the same. Right, and it does make it a little easier. <laughs> right. 
So Jordan, what sex is, is the way that men and women make babies together. Yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. Dr. Berman gave me actual pictures, and I can kind of show you basically how a woman's body works and how a man's body works, okay? Okay. Here, of course, you know, is where the vagina is mm -hmm. and the cervix, What's which that? is the part right underneath your uterus. When you do have your period, it's the lining that comes from your uterus. Where does the blood come from? That's what I'm right thinking. Right here, the uterus. Why does it bleed? Every month, a new lining builds up. And if that egg gets fertilized, then it grows into a baby. If it doesn't, then the lining sheds off, and that's your period. Where, in this part, mm -hmm. where does the period come from? The Right here, your, your actual vagina. I'm going to stop vagina. wearing white pants, or that's kind of dangerous. Yeah, it kind of is. That's a very good point. <laughs> that's also where the baby comes out yep. of okay. the woman, too. Then in the front is a little tiny, um, I don't even know, the size of a pea which is called your clitoris, is right in here. And it goes all the way back here, even though that little piece is only what you see. So all the orange is where your cl clitoris is. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, if you were to touch certain places and it's totally normal, you might realize something does feel nice and that's okay. But if you were going to you know, explore or kind of see what's changing, what's happening, um, you're, it's totally normal. So that area, especially the clitoris, if you don't mind me jumping in because mm -hmm. I nope, see you're fine. you're fine. This clitoris has a lot of nerve endings in it. You know what nerve endings are? It's an area, you know, where you can feel a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you can touch around there and see if it feels good or if it doesn't, and that's all totally normal. Okay, and here, just like we went through mm -hmm. the female's anatomy, this is the male anatomy, okay? Mm -hmm. And, well, you know the penis mm -hmm. right here. And those, it's called his um, testicles. A man, boy, teenager is sensitive right here. Yeah, if you kick him right there. Yes, you have to be very careful. And this is if when a man, well, or boy has an erection. What's an erection? Erection is when it becomes hard and fills with blood, the circulation, mm -hmm. and it ends up being erect means up. Mm -hmm. That's basically and hard. Yeah. So sometimes boys and men get erections just for no reason. But when um, when a man and a woman are in love, they respect each other, they're in a relationship, and they want to make a baby in this case, then his uh, penis gets hard, and and he, that's when you're and, able. And to... he puts the penis inside the woman's vagina, her vaginal opening. Show her the vaginal opening. Right there. And then. The semen comes out of his penis and goes up her vagina, through her cervix, into her uterus. They look like little tiny itty bitty tadpoles, and there's mm -hmm. like a million of them. Wow, that's a lot. And so they swim up into the uterus, and they meet the egg in the fallopian tube. Yep. And they, they fertilize the egg. And ends up being a baby starting off there inside the uterus. So do you have any questions about anything with this? Not really. I, mean, be I actually understand what sex is. Well, I think you did a good job. Okay, well, that's good. And I learned something today. So, because I didn't know some of the things. Well, she learned a little. I learned a lot. Yeah. I'm happy. It's out of my mind now. That's fantastic. Over. <laughs> fantastic. Good. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Jordan, was it more than you thought it was, sex? Did you have an idea of what it was? 
Well, not really. I mean, I didn't know that the penis would go into the vagina. Uh -huh. I, I had no idea. Yeah. So that that was... is kind of shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing at this age that you're personalizing most is the changes that you can expect with adolescence, the menstruation, the breast growth, those sorts of things. When we're talking about sex, it's really a very intellectualized exercise. You know, it's like a geometry and mechanics lesson, but it's setting the stage for those later, more intimate conversations that you're gonna have. Okay, so that. is 10 a good age to have a conversation of that detail? In Jordan's case, she got the full Monty. She got the once. full Monty, which I don't, because if they're comfortable asking you the questions, they're typically ready for the mechanics lesson. Wow. Have you had any more questions since with your mom? Yes, I did. I asked, we were on the way home, mm -hmm. and I asked her, do old people still have sex older? <laughs> yeah. And she said it depends on the couple. On the couple, yes. Mm -hmm. Very good answer. Nope. That, that is true. <laughs> so thank you, Jordan. You are as delightful as the producers told me you were. <laughs> and Amy, thank you so much for teaching a lot of moms and daughters today. According to the new sex survey in the May issue of Seventeen and O Magazine, only 35% of mothers, that's just one third, teach what Dr. Berman says is the most important lessons daughters need to learn about sex, which is? Which is about pleasure. We need to teach them about pregnancy prevention and STD prevention, but we also have to teach them about the gift that sexuality is, the pleasure, when it's I in think the right context. Is high. I, I mean, I, I, when I read that, I think you that's You think high. that's, that's think optimistic that's... in terms yeah. of what? Yeah, I think so too. I think we have a really hard time talking to our daughters about that. About pleasure. About pleasure, and that, it, that it's a two-way street, that it's not, because when, when I was talking to these girls about oral sex, it was only the girls giving the guys oral sex. There was never any guys giving girls oral sex. And so, I mean, not that we're excited about the oral sex thing, but at least it should go both ways, don't you think, you know? <laughs> and so... <laughs> but the more you teach them to take the reins of their own body and own their own pleasure, and it's not something to be afraid of, it's something to own for yourself, not to depend on a guy to give it to you, but to expect it eventually when you're married, when you're monogamous, when you're 50, whatever that context you want to put around it, but that you should expect pleasure as well, and that you can give yourself pleasure if you want to. Okay, which leads us into the <laughs> next phase here. Dr. Berman says once uh, when your child hits high school, it's time for another big talk. So yes. you have the basic mechanic conversation around 10 or 11 or before they enter middle school yeah. because all the information is flying in middle school. And as you can see, you want your child to have the facts about right. what it is. And then when they're 14, 15, you're talking to them about discovering their own sexual response cycle. And I encourage mothers in particular of daughters to talk to their children about self-stimulation and sexual response. And part of that is encouraging them to understand their own sexual response cycle, to understand what it is to reach orgasm, to make that mind-body connection early, and to have that as a sexual outlet. So they don't have to be carried away in a sexual scenario with some guy because it feels so good and I don't really know what's happening, but I want this to continue. They know what it is, they own it, and they can do it for themselves. So if they have a great date for, with a guy, they can go home and take care of things themselves. No, she just gra gasped. She just gasped. Is that shocking? It's a little shocking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And what's shocking about it? Everything about it was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> 
How, like you said that you can do it for yourself, and it's like you do it. It's, it sounds like not to, you know, say you do it, but it sounds like you've like done this like every day. <laughs> like I think we all should. <laughs> I just don't see mothers in this country being able to sit down and talk to their daughters about, you know, self-stimulation right. or or masturbation. Ain't, hap ain't happening. Ain't happening. I don't see it either, Oprah. I mean, I'm trying to think. For most people. We, we, we were talking with women here who were sitting around the table. We kind of know what it is, but to really have a conversation with our daughters about it, and you're looking at a generation of women who our mothers never told us anything at all about sex, right. certainly not about masturbation. Yes, okay, I okay. don't see that with a 10-year-old. Okay, well, she didn't no. say with a 10-year-old. No, no, I was saying with like or, a 15 or even, or even with, even if with your, Laura, even with your teenagers, yeah. I just don't but see But you know it what you're saying? I think you're making an important point because you can't, you can't be a good sex educator of your children unless you get really comfortable, comfortable yourself. with your own sexuality yourself. You learn about your own body. You learn all of this stuff yourself. And when you are comfortable, that's when you can really raise a sexually empowered daughter. I understand how you all are, like, uh, you know, outraged by Laura's comment about you know, talking about masturbation with your teenage daughters, because when the producers... Not outraged, Oprah, not outraged. No, I think outraged is too strong. I'm oh, not there's going to be some outrage. Let me just tell you. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, you, I said there yeah. will be plenty of outrage yeah. across but why, America. But why but listen, so I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. Okay, go ahead. Help, go ahead. I'm, Sorry. I'm Sorry. trying to help be you. Quiet. All right. <laughs> but listen to what she said before. I think this was lost on a lot of people. When you are comfortable with your own body, you know, just before you frowned, what she was saying is, if you are comfortable with your own body and you already know what an orgasm is, the very first time then you are caught up, and everybody, can you think back to the first time? <laughs> you, you are caught up that first time. You don't even know what's happening to your body and you're overwhelmed by the sensations of your body. If you are familiar with your own response, sexual response sexual cycle, response and what it is cycle, to have an orgasm, you can do it for yourself. Well, that has its own place with you. You don't think that, oh my God, this is happening because of him, or this is happening because if I'm feeling this, I now must really love him because I've never felt like this before. You are more in control of your own body. Right, right. So I think that was, you all missed that point. Thank you. Because you were so taken with the. I'm not gonna talk right. to my daughter. And, and how, and, and what's the big deal about, I mean, that, this is a thing, we're talking about sex here and intercourse and making wise sexual decisions. What's the big deal about talking to them about self-stimulation? I mean, that to me is something that is a basic part of your general health of knowing your body. And how are you suggesting we, they, well, they have that conversation? Ways. <laughs> there are several ways, but you want to say, you know, you want to take the conversation you saw with Jordan a step further. You know, here we're just saying, touch around, explore, and you say, you talk again, and this time they're gonna personalize it more. You may have already discovered, I don't know, that touching yourself around your vulva, I showed you, I'll show you the picture again of a gen, uh, the vulva and the clitoris and where everything is. Let me ask you, who has pictures of vulvas around their house? If you gotta have them. You gotta have them. She does. I do. Yeah. If you, it's You do? Yeah. What was interesting is you got to know what it is yourself, which I yeah. thought Amy did such a good job of explaining the uterus and the clitoris yeah. and this does what. Did you have to have the lesson first yourself? I, I was familiar with some of it. She helped me actually say it better. It was the other end of it that I had a the hard self, time the with. The touching yourself part. Yeah. Dr. Berman, you have a suggestion that I know is going to be controversial. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah, Let it me is. just say, when the producers mentioned to me, I said, oh, Lord. Yep. But listen. 
I, I am just here as creating the platform yes. for the transmission of the information. Right, I am the controversial yes, one, yeah, not yeah. you. Well, no, because <laughs> I would not be capable of doing it even right. if I had children, but go right. ahead. Okay, so here's the thing. You're talk it's just an option for a parent when you're talking about sexual response, orgasms, self-stimulation with your daughters. When they're 15, 16-year-old and moving into the dating realm, you can also introduce the concept of vibrators. Okay? Now, if Gail's plotting, Look at Gail's Gail. plotting. <laughs> Look at okay. Gail. Now. <laughs> too much information. I mean, I was so sad just listening to the girls earlier. I think they know too much. They're doing too much. I'm just not in favor of giving them this much information. For me, and in my experience working with as many young people and, more importantly, with as many adult women as I have who are clueless about their sexual response, feel badly about their bodies, feel badly about who they are as a sexual being, for me, I believe you can't give your daughter too much information yes, about her Yes, and I thought body, something that you just said, Gail, and, and, and all everybody up here who applauded when Gail said that. Gail said, you know, your, your daughter's, it's too much information. They already have the information. Yeah, you can't. Did you not just see them in 13 and right. 14 years old? They already have the information. Now, if they're having oral sex. Yeah. So what is the big deal about a vibrator? That's and you're, you're not teaching them about how to perform oral sex or about sexual positions. You're teaching them about their own body and pleasuring themselves and taking the reins of their own sexuality so that they don't ever have to depend on any other teenage boy to do it for them. They don't need another boy. They don't need another person if they don't want to until they're ready. It, to me, and in my experience, it can put off that first sexual experience even longer because she can, ex all those raging hormones and all those sexual feelings, she can take care of herself. I know it's controversial, but I can tell you that I think it's giving, giving them this kind of information is, makes them safer in the long run. You over there. Yes, hi. Hi. My point is, is that you were saying on the self-stimulation that they can go home and they don't need someone else. They right. can carry this, um, I guess, fulfillment out at home without needing another person. And I understand your point. My point is, though, is that we also need to teach our kids self-control because I'm, I'm married and sometimes my husband and I are at a restaurant and we have some strong feelings for each other, but you have to wait. You know, you don't give a child a cookie right. just because they ask for one. You know, they have to wait till after they've eaten their dinner. You know, there's some things, there's an element of self-control, I think, that we also have to teach our kids that every time you feel this desire, you don't have to go fulfill it with a, a vibrator or by, you know, self-stimulation. Okay, so everybody has all these reservations about talking to your daughters about self-stimulation. Do you have the same reservations about talking to your sons? And don't that you know that your sons are in their rooms uh, <laughs> masturbating? Yeah, from the time they're four. I mean, they discovered a lot earlier. Uh, that lady up there is things in the green. Yeah, do, you, do you feel the same way about your sons? Yes. I have three sons, 9, 12, and 14, and I am right on target with you trying to translate it to my boys. And they are aware. We've had these talks. They are aware of masturbation. We use that word in our home. I'm just, if you're going to buy a vibrator for a daughter, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, would I buy pornography for my son? I mean, where do you draw right. the, the I don't line? Think, you know, I don't How think do it's necessary. The reason I suggest a vibrator is because so many women and girls and adult women have a hard time reaching orgasm through self-stimulation alone. And it's a nice 
way, for me, I'm a big proponent of vibrators for all women. Vibrators for all. I think it's a great thing <laughs> for your sexual response and for your sexual health, okay? What do you want parents and kids to take away from today's show? Well, I think the main thing is that you need to start early letting them know you're open to conversations, answering their questions without judgment, and tell them that information does not mean permission. You are arming them with the information they need to make wise sexual decisions, and you want to be their main sex educators, not their friends who are going to give them the misinformation that you don't want them to have. Thank you so much for shocking us. <laughs> My Bye, pleasure. Everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. <laughs>